0: the goal this morning is to help you all to understand that the resurrection of Jesus Christ did in fact happen. This morning I will talk about the disciples of Jesus, I will talk about the Apostle Paul, and I'll talk about James who was the brother of Jesus and that will provide proof that the resurrection of Christ did indeed happen. Good morning, happy Sunday to you all. It's a beautiful, cool morning. I'm thankful for that, kind of over the heat, but thankful that it is beginning to be fall weather, so thankful that it's cool and crisp this morning. Uh, Super humbled and grateful just to be here to teach from the Word of God to you all this morning. And the theme of today's message will be about the proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So before we get into the message this morning, let me pray for us, and then we'll get right into it. So Father God in heaven, I has come to you in your son's name, and just want to thank you so much for this opportunity just to be here to teach from your word and I pray that you would just soften the hearts of the people that are here and that you would just help them just to understand your word and to just hear and learn from you. and just may you be glorified in everything that we do, may you be glorified in this message and I uh, pray that you would just grant people repentance that they would come to you with faith and repentance and Lord we love you. and just thank you for all that to do for us in Jesus name. Amen. All right, so again, y'all, the theme this morning is the proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I'll start this off with a question. And the question is this. Do you all think that life is supposed to be lived with no purpose and with no hope? So the resurrection of Jesus Christ, when we look at this event that happened, most people, they find it hard to believe. Some people believe that Christ did, in fact, come to this earth that he did die, but that he never resurrected from the dead. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it is of great importance that you must understand. Because if Jesus Christ never resurrected from the dead, then salvation would be a myth. There would be no forgiveness of sin, there would be no eternal life, there would be no hope, and there would be no purpose. But with the resurrection of Christ... Your life does have hope. Your life does have purpose. There is forgiveness of sin, and there is eternal life. So the goal this morning is to help you all to understand that the resurrection of Jesus Christ did, in fact, happen. So this morning, I will talk about the disciples of Jesus. I will talk about the Apostle Paul, and I will talk about James, who was the brother of Jesus, and that will provide proof that the resurrection of Christ did, indeed, happen. So the disciples... Looking at the disciples, the question arises, who were they? So they were men who left everything behind to follow Jesus. However, even though these men followed Jesus, even though they learned from him, they saw his divinity through miracles that Christ performed, they were still skeptical of who he was. And during the few years that these men followed Jesus, they heard and they saw many things that Jesus taught and said to them. And one of those things, being Jesus making the claim that he would be handed over to be arrested and to be executed. In John chapter 16, verses 19 and 20, the Bible says, Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. So Christ, he tells that to his disciples, and what he means by that is that in a little while, he will be handed over to be arrested and to be executed, and that his disciples will no longer see him. But then he goes on to tell his disciples, but then after a little while, you will see me again, for I will resurrect from the dead. And Christ, he was right. The disciples, they mourned and they grieved when Jesus died. The man that they were with for so long, the man that, they, that, the man that gave them hope, the man that gave them purpose was no longer with them. But a few chapters later in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 20, the Bible says, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands inside, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. So the disciples' mourning, their grief, it turned into joy just like Jesus said, It would. Jesus, he appeared to them, and with that, the disciples sincerely believed that Christ rose from the dead. They were mourning, they were grieving after Christ died, but then their their mourning, their grief, it turned into joy because Christ appeared to them after his death. What they could not understand in the beginning, they now believed because the claim that Christ made was validated by his appearance to his disciples and with the appearance of Christ, the lives of the disciples are radically transformed. They went from skeptics to believers. They claimed they believed that they saw the risen Christ. And what makes this powerful is that the disciples lived what they claimed. They lived what they believed to the point of suffering and death. And to further proof, there are seven ancient sources that attest to the disciples' willingness to suffer and die for the claim that they were making. One source, that comes from the book of Acts, which is located in the New Testament of the Bible. And the other sources are men who are not mentioned in the Bible. However, they are men who had fellowship with the disciples, they have relationships with the disciples, and they attested to their willingness to suffer and die for the sake of the gospel. So let me ask you all this question. Would you die for a lie? I'm not going to assume your answer, but I know for me, I would not die for a lie. Well, just think about it. Why would the disciples go around making a bold claim that they saw the risen Christ if it was all a lie? Why would they believe so strongly that he resurrected if they didn't even see Christ at all after his death? And why would they believe that he resurrected and put their lives on the line line if it was all for a lie? You don't die for a lie. You die for the truth. That's exactly what the disciples did. They died for the truth. And also, if you make a claim, but then don't have the evidence and proof to back up the claim you're making, therefore that claim is is false. But the disciples, they did not have this problem. They made the claim that Christ resurrected from the dead, and they gave the evidence, they gave the proof to back up the claim that they were making. So to further prove the resurrection of Christ, the second person to talk about and to study is the Apostle Paul further known as Saul. So Paul, he was a man from Tarsus who believed that it was God's will to persecute the church, and that's exactly what he did. He was a skeptic of Jesus, he threw Christians into jail, and he also approved the killing of Christians. However, this man went from persecuting the church to becoming one of the greatest messengers of the gospel of Christ. So with that question, how did that happen? How did Paul become one, a persecutor of the church to becoming one of the greatest messengers of the gospel of Christ? Well, to answer that question is that Paul had an encounter with Jesus. In Acts chapter 9, verses 3-6, through 6, the Bible says, As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a loud voice to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So Paul was on his way to persecute more Christians. But while he was traveling, Jesus Christ appeared to him. The change in Paul's life was that he firmly believed that he saw the risen Jesus Christ. And it's powerful because Paul was an enemy of the church when he claimed to have seen the risen Christ. It's not like Paul was a believer and then saw Christ. No, this man was a persecutor of the church. This man threw Christians into jail when he had an encounter with Christ. So we have the disciples who were friends of Jesus, testifying the resurrection of, of Christ. And now Paul, who was an enemy of the church, one who did not believe in Christ, is now testifying of the resurrection of Christ, testifying that he saw the risen Jesus. And like the disciples Paul's belief that he saw the risen Christ was so strong that he was willing to suffer and die for the sake of the gospel. And also like the disciples, there are non-biblical and biblical sources that attest to Paul's willingness to suffer and die for the claim that he was making. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul, he states that that Jesus appeared to the disciples and that he also appeared to himself. So with that claim, Paul had relationship he had a fellowship with the disciples and paul and the disciples they have much in common because the radical transformation of paul and the disciples it came from personal primary evidence of them seeing the risen christ so the last person to talk about to study is james so who was james james he was the brother of christ and he was a devout jewish believer James, he believed and he was teaching that Christians had to keep the Jewish law in order to be saved. James' belief was that you had to keep the Jewish law and also have faith in Christ. And, but with that claim, with that belief that James was making, he is also saying that Christ is not enough. He is saying that it's Jesus plus the Jewish law in order to be saved, which strongly contradicts the teachings of Jesus. So reading again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15... The Apostle Paul states that Christ appeared to the disciples, appeared to him, and also appeared to James. When Jesus appeared to James, he was a skeptic. He did not believe in Christ, which is odd because he was his brother. But even though he was his brother, he was skeptical of who Christ was. But James, he went from being a skeptic to a leader of the Jerusalem church after he had an encounter with Christ. Christ appeared to him. And he became a believer. He was a leader in the Jerusalem church. And just like the disciples, just like Paul, James, he was willing to suffer and die for the sake of the gospel. And again, there are Christian and non-Christian sources that attest to James's willingness to suffer and die for the claim that he was making. And his life was radically changed because he had personal primary evidence that Christ appeared to him. So, James, Paul, the disciples, they all have something in common that their lives are radically transformed after they had seen Jesus Christ rise from the dead. They all were willing to suffer and die for the sake of the gospel. So, I ask you the question again Do you think life is supposed to be lived with no purpose and with no hope? Well, with no resurrection, then there is no hope, there is no purpose. But there is evidence, there is proof that Jesus Christ da- da- did rise from the dead. Evidence from eyewitnesses of those who saw Jesus after his death. People who were willing to lay their lives down for the sake of the gospel. Like I said earlier, guys, you don't, you don't die for a lie. You die for a truth. And these men, they all had one thing in common. They saw Christ after his, re- after his death. And they were willing to lay their lives down for the sake of the gospel. The resurrection of Christ, it proves the existence of God. And the resurrection of Christ, it gives you hope, it gives you purpose, it gives you forgiveness of sin, and it gives you eternal life. There's a story in the book of Acts where the Apostle Paul and Silas were in jail. They were singing and praising God while in jail, and then suddenly an earthquake swept through, and the doors of the prison cells were opened. And the keeper of the prison, he woke up from his sleep, and when he saw the prison doors open, He supposed that all the prisoners had escaped. So, with that, the keeper of the prison was about to harm himself, but Paul called to the prisoner, or Paul called to the man who was the keeper of the jail and told him that they were all still there. So after that experience, after that event, the keeper then says to Paul and Silas, What must I do to be saved? And they answered and said to him, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the story goes on to say that the keeper. In his household, all became saved. They all believed. And the reason why I bring this story up is because that shows the power of the resurrection of Christ. Because without it, there is no salvation. But with it, there is. So this story, it shows the power of the resurrection of Christ. This story shows the power that through Christ, we all can be forgiven of sin. I can be forgiven of sin. You can be forgiven of sin. I can be saved. And you can be saved. The power of the resurrection of Christ, it restores your relationship with God so that you may know Him, so that you may live for Him and glorify Him and to spend eternity with Him. Guys, we were made for God. We were made to glorify Him. We were not meant to spend eternity separated from Him. We were meant to be with Him for all eternity. But sin crept into this world and caused us to be separated from God. But the hope that God gives us is that through His Son Christ, we all can be forgiven, and we all can be saved and have a relationship with Christ like God created it to be. Guys, coming to Christ, it does take humility because you must recognize your sin and must recognize your need for a Savior. But once you recognize your sin, once you recognize your need for Him, then call upon His name and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches this. It says in 1 John 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9-10, through 10, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith. And are saved. So guys, right, that right there is how you can be forgiven. That right there is how you can be saved. You must first recognize that you are a sinner. You have rebelled against God. You've went your own way some time in this life. You've sinned against God. You must first recognize that. To truly understand the gospel, you must recognize that you have broken the law of God, that you have sinned against Him. But once you recognize that, once you confess that to God, the Bible Bible teaches that God will forgive you of your sin and that he will purify you from all unrighteousness. So confess your sin to God and he will forgive you. And then the Bible says to repent. And what that word means, it means to have a change in the way you live. It means from going down the road of destruction, living life how you want to live, living your life in sin, but turning your life to God and being committed to living your life for Him. And then believe and confess that Christ is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. Place your faith in Christ. Call upon His name. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. So if that is you this morning, if you don't know Christ, but you want to, you want to have a relationship with Christ, you want to know Him, you want to spend eternity with Christ, you want to glorify with Him, you want to glorify Him, and call out to God, call upon his name, confess your sin to him, and confess your faith in his son Christ and believe that God raised his son from the dead. All right, let's pray. Father God in heaven, again, I just come to you in your son's name. I just want to thank you again so much for this time that we could just hear from your word and hear from you and just learn from you. These words are not from me, these words are from you. And I just want to thank you so much for your son for His death on the cross and His resurrection. Because without His resurrection, there's no hope and there's no purpose. But with His resurrection, there is purpose, there is life, and there's hope. And we thank You for the hope that You give us through Your Son, Christ. And Lord, if there's someone here today that has listened to this message but does not know You, but they want to, they want to have a relationship with You, they want to spend eternity with You, I pray that they would just call upon Your name, that they would confess their sin, that they would repent, and that they would come to You with faith. They would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They would believe that you raised your son from the dead. Father, thank you for silent because we could just race dirt bikes and have fun with friends and family. Pray you just keep everyone safe, all the riders and all the track personnel, and just thank you for their hard work to get this track ready for us, just to have a great place to come and ride and race. And we love you, Lord. We thank you all to you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen.